I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really, that is really sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Today we've got a, a high impact man. Um, on the call, former site queue at uh, Golden Spike, uh, and immediately came into F3 and just started to accelerate. I remember uh, just having fun watching you as you came in. And so we got Mother Goose on the call. Uh, Mother Goose, I, I wanna um, just start you off where we always do with kind of a who EH'd you, what was the first workout like, and um, maybe any funny stories from that first workout. And then how, how did we land on the name Mother Goose? So yeah, kind of. It's weird. Actually, my wife EH'd me. Um, I, I knew about F3 um, just by being friends with a lot of guys that were in it uh, and kind of following them on Twitter already. Uh, Saul and Sparty being a couple of them. Uh, I'm a prep rat, so uh, I just kind of knew a lot of those guys. I know, I remember seeing an article in the World Herald. And I think they quoted big one, Matt Garland, uh, who I know. And I remember thinking, you know, that's something I could see myself doing, but uh, man, 530 is really, really um, and at the time when I first saw it, I, I didn't really have a need for it. I don't think I, uh, I've been blessed to always work in high schools where I have access to weight room and treadmill and all the fitness equipment I need. Um, being a prep grad, I kind of felt like I had the brotherhood or fellowship aspect under control. Um, and I'm a person of pretty strong faith who's regularly seen a, a priest for spiritual direction. So I didn't really think I needed it. Um, and then in March of 2020, when the whole world got turned upside down, um, I started really struggling with anxiety, panic, and depression. Um, and I remember walking by Burke one day by Golden Spike, which I didn't know as Golden Spike at the time. Uh, and I saw Sparty, uh, and of course, just said, hey, what's up, Mark? Uh, he was with a couple other guys, and I saw these stickers on the cars. And um, I think it was maybe one of the underground pandemic three workouts that were being held um and at the time i was just on a walk like i literally just needed to get out of the house and go on a walk uh, and I, I looking back at it i wish i would have stopped and asked right then hey what is this tell me about it um a few months later my wife had a girls night she was hanging out with some of the some of her friends from high school uh, they all have they're all mutual friends with uh, lucky charms uh, and actually one of them lived i think next door to lpc and they started talking about this F3 thing and uh, my wife got home and said, I th really think you should try that. Like, I think it would help with what you're going through. Um, but, and I've always wanted to be early morning workout guy. Um, but I, and I've tried some things that never stuck. Like I did insanity videos, T25, getting up and running. And it would always last for like a week, week and a half. And then I'd, I'd kind of fall back in old routines. Um, and the main reason for me wanting to be an early morning workout guy is to hopefully increase the metabolism, get my, lose some weight and drink less. Um, so anyway, I, I called Saul and I called Sparty uh, and just wanted to ask about it and kind of see like, what's this, what's this group like? Because um, being somebody that struggled with anxiety, I really didn't want to come into a group where it felt like military boot camps, you know, where 
guys are going to be screaming in your face. And, uh, do the push-ups right, you pansy, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and they both kind of reassured me, like, dude, it's really not about the workout. <laughs> it's, uh, and if, you know, if you show up and walk around the track for 45 minutes, that's fine. So I think just, just the reassurance from them, guys that I already know and guys that I trust, uh, I said, okay. Um, and I told Saul, I'll see you Friday at Perth. I happen to live about a half mile away, so that helps. Uh, so my first post was October 30th of 2020. I remember that because it was a Halloween themed uh, beat down. And of course, as I show up, um, I, I think the first person I shook hands with was Tonight Show. Uh, and I didn't know that I was supposed to be called an FNG or anything like that, or new guy. Uh, and I said, hey, I'm Kevin. And they said, who made you Kevin? That's a horrible F3 name. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a new guy. Oh, OK. Uh, and then Saul kind of finds me, and he's like, hey, it's a ghost cue. And I didn't even know what a cue was. And then he's trying to explain. He's like, it means we didn't know who the cue was going to be till they got here. It's it's a long thing. Just, just go on with it. Uh, it was actually a co-cue. I think it was Tonight Show and Toto. Uh, but Toto was wearing like this brightly colored Jason Halloween mask the whole time. So I remember like the second time I saw Toto and it beat down. I didn't recognize it. I had no idea who it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was, I mean, it was a fun time. Uh, you know, they, they gave us, I remember he, uh, it was like Halloween themed. It was like a choose your own adventure. So I think tonight just said something like, all right, uh, there's a there's an axe murderer after us. Should we uh, get into the moving car or should we get it go into the uh, shed full of uh, meat cleavers? And so, of course, you know, all the guys around me said the shed full of meat cleavers. Um, uh, it was a good beat down. We went up, up and down the stairs a lot. Um, it was hard, but I made it through it. Um, and then at the end, uh, they, you know, put me in the circle and I kind of gave my story and I guess I maybe really thought I was supposed to talk about like uh, what church I belong to or where my kids went to school or stupid things that nobody cared about. Uh, they really just wanted to know the embarrassing stuff. Um, but honestly, after I told them my full name, Kevin Van Winkle, I could have said I'm an astronaut or I'm like a, a rodeo clown. Um, they heard Van Winkle and they just went down this rabbit hole. Uh, I was almost pappy after the bourbon, <laughs> um, but then it, it went from the Rip Van Winkle tall tale and somehow got changed into nursery rhymes. Uh, and I think it was LPC and Nodos or one of those guys that just threw out Mother Goose and tonight said Mother Goose it is. Nice. And it's funny because I came home and told my wife the nickname and she laughed because um, my brother-in-law who I EH'd uh, and he's in Kansas City uh, but his nickname his whole life has been Goose. So became oh, Mother Goose was uh, kind of funny. That's awesome. So that's a that's an interesting start, right? You're coming in. So were there a lot of guys wearing costumes during that workout? Or uh, at that one, no. I think because it was a Friday. Okay. I think that Saturday the actual Halloween beatdown was the costume one. Gotcha. But I was sore as hell. So I think my next my second post was the following Tuesday. And were you, did you know, like when you left, were you like, wow, this is weird? Or you had kind of been prepped that it might be a little bit strange or awkward? Uh, I had been prepped that it might be a little strange. Yeah. Um, and it was, and everyone just kind of said, hey, just have an open mind. Uh, have fun with it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely, uh, I couldn't stay for coffee. My wife always has early morning meetings on Fridays, but uh, Wentworth 
I remember pulling me aside afterwards because he lives in the same neighborhood. And we just chatted for like 10 minutes. Uh, and I kind of left thinking like, wow, that's a guy I just met. And he's talking to me like we've been friends for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so I knew I wanted to be back. Um, and I, I looked at the schedule and I said, oh, there's one at Westside on Tuesdays. Uh, I live kind of close to there too. Uh, so my second beat down was with uh, Tater Tot on the queue at Westside. And so I guess what's that Coliseum. And for some reason, it was so much harder than the first one I did. Um, and I was in a group with Slow Pitch, who had just come off COVID, and Wide Right, who admitted that he still smoked cigarettes regularly. <laughs> I was the six. Like, I was getting my ass kicked. <laughs> so um, it's like my friend, it was kind of like that. Like my first 10 or so posts, there'd be like one, like I thought, oh, it's not that bad. And then one where I was like, oh my God, how are these guys doing this? Yeah. But I've been worked into F3 shape. So from a fitness standpoint, then it sounds like the workouts were were reasonably difficult, right? Even though you had been doing a lot of, of stuff before. What do you think it was? Just more cardio or just kind of a, a mix of things? Or Yeah, I think it was just uh, mixing it up and like the cross-training element. Because um, I was doing a lot of yoga or I'd lift weights or I'd run, but I would never do those things combined. Sure. Uh, it's like I, I just got out of the weight room um, right before we started here. In the weight room, I just do 10 sets of 10 every minute on the minute for 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. And it's just it's just muscle growth. Uh, there's long rests in between. Get my heart rate up and let it come back down. So I think for me, like the, the fitness aspect of F3 is, hey, we're starting and we're, we're not really going to rest until we're done. Yeah, for we're sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, you mentioned kind of early on that the COVID kind of onset of, uh, you know, maybe some anxiety or, de or depression. And um, so coming into this group, you feel like, talk to me about the, the fellowship aspect. Once you got to stay for coffee or just connect with guys, what was your, your experience there? Uh, well, starting, starting your day with fun and laughter um, was huge for me. Uh, yeah. And I remember... So like I said, my second post was with uh, Tater Tot and his COT was about, you know, F3 is his medication for anxiety. Mm -hmm. And here's this guy that I, I hear and he's, I mean, he's such a leader, he's loud and he's in charge and then he gets so vulnerable at the end. Um, and I felt like he was talking straight to me. There was like 30 guys in the circle, but I just felt like he was talking straight to me. Um, and so we kind of became along with actual medication and meditation and prayer and uh, a strong way for me to combat that and i noticed like if i if i post in the morning i'm more patient throughout the day i don't let things bother me as much throughout the day i'm more pleasant around my kids uh, easier to you know, i'm better communicate with my wife it just kind of starts the day the right way absolutely i love that and i think you're absolutely right i think for so many of us it's it's medication of you know, for one ailment or another. And it seems to work uh, really well for all sorts of things. I, I know for me, it's kind of filled that gap, um, you know, being in recovery and, and that sort of stuff. It's, it, yeah, there's something about it. it. It's the sad clown antidote, you know. Um, I'm curious your thoughts too, because the other thing that, you know, I kind of noticed, right, as you were talking through your your story or how things started, that you mentioned, you know, a lot of things were going really well, and the pandemic hit, and then you found found this group, and um, 
you feel like were you able to bring some of your friends into F3 and make those relationships stronger or or build new relationships in F3? What's or maybe a little bit of both? What kind of was your experience there just from a my record of PHing guys is horrible. Okay. I uh, I think I've brought in maybe seven or eight guys. Um, only one of them is still kind of regularly posting that straight flush and comes on Saturdays to Oracle Seven. Uh, but I got my my two brother-in-laws to to start it. Um, a couple other friends. I've been working on successfully with my two brothers. Um, so I'm I am not I'm no wait time or Brazilian in terms of uh, bringing guys in. Uh, so I think for me it's been more about like finding the guys that I guess geographically we end up at the same post a lot yeah. uh, and kind of building friendships there so like big one for example I knew of him from prep but we never really had a meaningful conversation uh, he was three years older than me he was a senior and I was a freshman this guy I looked up to um, for guys my own age like Sparty um, or saw it was a year above me it's been a way to kind of like connect on a deeper level rather than just every now and then we run into each other we know each other and we're friendly, but like now it's like this unspoken bond of, hey, we've been through some of the same, same things together. Yeah. Kill Switch um, is another guy that I, I knew outside of F3 before, and he is, his wife, um, the first husband of his wife was my good friend's little brother. He passed away tragically at 33 of a heart condition. Um, so I just knew Kill Switch has this guy, Patrick, that was now married to Ashley, and he seemed nice enough. and. Um, we'd go run into each other at, at uh, social functions, and, and that was about it. And, and since then, he's become a guy that I really can rely on, that texts me and checks in on me. And, and so I really look forward to seeing him. Um, but then, like, just within our neighborhood, uh, Folsom lives, like, 30 seconds from my house. You know, <laughs> uh, Wentworth lives around the block, um, room services in my neighborhood. So... You know, I, I can't imagine how many times Wentworth or Folsom walked their dogs right by my house um, before I joined F3, and I gave them maybe the friendly nod or wave from the from the patio and, and never thought to say hi or get to know them. So, uh, so that's been kind of a blessing. And then, and then as you go, you realize you kind of have uh, this shield lock that develops almost naturally. Mm -hmm. That like it's just guys that you see a lot. You get their number, and all of a sudden you're kind of texting each other. When you're when you haven't shown up in a while, they're the ones that text you and say, "Hey, man, everything okay?" Uh, guys like Space Bar, Roll Bar, uh, Doppler, uh, been like that for me. Doppler was huge for me when I had COVID, so I got COVID in, uh, in October of 21, and uh, physically I was fine, but like just the emotional isolation from my family sucked, uh, and I was going through a pretty difficult time and, and trying not to just like <laughs> run to the gas station in seven masks and pick up a bottle of bourbon every day. Yeah. Uh, so Doppler was checking in on me every day. My wife and I were also having a difficult time then and she was right outside the door so I couldn't really speak on the phone out loud about her. So no. just the text back and forth with Doppler and kind of bent was uh was huge for me. That's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned the shield lock and, um, you know, we talked about like the, the concentrica, right? Where your, your M is in the center and, um, pretty impressive that your M, uh, referred you to F3. I don't know that, you know, most, most of our wives are trying to, you know, get us to, to not go or, you know, I don't know, but, um, 
having guys there when you're going through whatever you know life brings right that f3 calls it the flux but you know curious your thoughts because i know you also had a a new baby right somewhere in that time frame and i mean for me a baby was almost the same isolation as as covid right where you're like oh man i know the right thing to do is stay home and be supportive and but I really want to go and get my day started right. How did you overcome that? Was that Shieldbach that helped you through that, or? Yeah. So actually, our our baby girl's seven months yesterday. Um, so I had she was born right at the end of December, and I'd kind of set all these goals for myself for 2022. I was going to go to X amount of posts, and then I realized, man, that was really dumb because I got to do that. <laughs> so if I can go once a week, that's good. Yeah. Um, so my kind of way around that was obviously being a psych you. Like, you know, I had this expectation with my wife, like Fridays, I got to be there. Like, yeah. So obviously I took a few weeks off after the baby was born, um, but then tried to get back to it. And then I would try to sign up to Q1 once a week. Um, and I, you know, then that way I can kind of tell her like, hey, I'm the leader. I'm just going this one time. Uh, and that got me out of bed. So even if it was, because uh, I mean, she was really supportive. She, she would say, hey, you know, like, if you're feeding her at four o'clock and you put her back down, like, yeah, go for it. Go ahead and go work out. But I, I would be exhausted. Right. And so then, you know, I, there was no way I was going to wait around for an hour and then go, go post, but um, kind of having that, uh, the hardest of hard commits when you're the, you're signed up to queue got me to get back down. So I think if, I think half of the posts I've been to this year are my own queues, yeah. which is I don't know if that's a good set or not, <laughs> or, or it, between that or uh, Golden Spike. Yeah. So, um, so that got me going again, at least once or twice a week, and that's kind of where I'm still at. Uh, we're getting to the point now with the baby that I can probably start going four to five times a week, um, and then things come up like she's teething right now. So last night she was up every half hour, and we were—I was already awake at five. Um, and I was planning to go, but then I, I, again, I thought to myself, well, shoot, if I go now and she keeps acting like this, my wife's going to have to deal with her crying after already dealing with her own. So, yeah. just, uh, and I text, I was going to go to Golden Pike because he got the shovel flight pass today. Um, I wanted to go support him. I sent him a text, like, hey, at 530, I was holding a screaming baby. So I apologize that I wasn't there for you today. Yeah. Definitely noticed uh, uh, a void in the first few months there because having a baby's tough and not being able to go post and like vet some of that stuff made it even more difficult. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I, yeah, we're in a spot where my youngest is uh, eight months and it's hit and miss. Like you said, right. It's like some mornings if, if nobody slept in the house, then I'm not, I'm not going. I think the challenge is adjusting <clears throat> on the fly. If I signed up to queue or something that I'm like, ah, you know, you're kind of over committed and, um, that's a tough, tough spot to be in for sure. But, you know, and hopefully what we've done in F3, right, is we've got enough guys that, you know, their response is, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing or you're, you know, you're prioritizing your family, which is what we all want to do. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's tough. So what, from a faith perspective, then I think that's, you know, probably where faith comes in, right. Is, is how you get through even those moments where maybe F3, you can't post or, you know, and, and so talk to me about, about faith. You mentioned you had a strong faith before F3, but how have you seen that maybe grow in the last year or two? Um, I think the most important area of growth is discipline. In it. Um, so 
you know, I don't post every day, but uh, at least in terms of the third app, every single day I listen to uh, an app on my phone called Amen, uh, which is just daily readings from Catholic Mass for that day in Catholic. Um, and then it asks us some reflection questions. And then I pray a rosary. And, and for me, the rosary is like my crutch. It's something I do in times of panic uh, or anxiety. It's something I do when I can't sleep or I can't turn my brain off. When I just feel like, man, I need help right now. Mm. So, I mean, there's times, you know, especially for the last couple of months with the baby, uh, where I'm praying like three or four a day. It just so happens that it, it takes me about 12 minutes to pray a rosary, and that's about how long it takes to give a baby a bottle. So, uh, a lot of times I'm giving the baby a bottle and praying a rosary at the same time. Uh, so, that, that for me is just something that kind of with the discipline of, of, of F3, of I can do this every day if I'm not there. I can grow in this area every day. Uh, and then beyond that, I think the best part with the third F for F3 for me is being open to so many other people and their faith experiences. Um, I tend to be pretty narrow-minded. I am Catholic, but more specifically, uh, I've been in Jesuit education for more than half my life. Uh, so San Ignatius is kind of like my spiritual guide, uh, signature tattoo to my arm. Um, and I work at Creighton Prep <laughs> and I, uh, I believe very strongly in the teachings of Ignatius, but I think getting to know more guys from other Catholic, from other Christians denominations or some agnostics or some atheists and, and kind of learning about other spiritual mechanisms uh, has been really cool. Mm. So I enjoyed when I was first started being PsyQ at Golden Spike, I kind of had this goal of every every Friday, we'll stick around and pray rosary before coffee. Um, and then when the weather got too cold, we kind of stopped that and we never picked it up again. Uh, but what I really enjoyed is guys that were not Catholic would stick around and join me uh, just to learn about it. Interesting. Minded. Um, I said, you know, I, I, I said, hey, it's open to all men. Uh, just the rosary is the same thing. You know, if you're Catholic, you know, Christian. Uh, and, and there were guys that were not that would just sit and kind of meditate and reflect while we did it. Uh, it was a beautiful experience. And I remember one in particular, uh, it was just me and Grease Fire. And it was, uh, it was very moving because... I prayed the rosary out loud. He listened long, um, and it was it was just a really cool moment. It was better than the beat time. That's awesome. That's really cool. What do you think? You know, for you as a psych you, um, what inspired you to add that uh, element? Just was it something you saw missing, or just something you figured I'm going to be doing it anyway? Or what was your motivation there? Uh, kind of a little of both. Um, for me, it was you know I'm going to be doing it anyway. A lot of times. Um, on the way home from a, an F3 beatdown, I'll just pray rosary in the car. Um, so I figured I'd do this a lot of times anyway, and maybe I can open this up as just an opportunity for guys to engage in group prayer. Mm -hmm. you know, we do a ball of man or, well, I guess when I started, we were still in COVID rules, so we were always taking a knee and separated. But, yeah. you know, here's a chance if you want to join uh, in group prayer, pray for specific intentions. Uh, and it just so worked out that, that Friday, you pray the Sorrowful Mysteries. And I think those are, you could call them the sad clown mysteries. Um, yeah. Start with the agony in the garden, and you realize that Jesus experienced panic and anxiety and fear, the scourging of the pillar. We pray for those that are battling illness and injury, serious health problems, um, the crowning of thorns, people that are mocked, people that are ridiculed, people that are discriminated against, uh, the carrying of the cross, people that are carrying extra burdens, uh, and then the crucifixion. Uh, is a reminder that there's something far greater than our earthly experience. Mm. 
So I, I just kind of found it as a way, and I, and I would say when we pray that the fifth star mystery, you know, let F3 be a source of resurrection in the Paxilus. Uh, so I just thought it really kind of worked out. Um, yeah. It ended up being powerful for me and, and hopefully for others. Yeah, I, man, I love that. I, you know, I think there's, there's just so much opportunity. I had uh, Doppler had actually come up to me one time after a COT and was kind of asking this question of um, how do you, how do you like do faith, right? Like how, like, <laughs> what does it, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to, to me, right, like, like we teach guys how to lead a workout, right? That's like, that's like how we work, but um providing an opportunity for guys to see what what your faith looks like in in action through the rosary and just a simple um thing i I love that you did that you know i think it's probably something we need to do more of to just to give other guys exposure because a lot of guys have never prayed a rosary and don't even know what what that means right it's like a you see it in movies and think about the the plastic beads or whatever um and so i think just going a little bit deeper with showing the example i think is is really really cool I think that's, you know, I think that's probably one of the reasons. And, and I remember being at the shovel pass when you got the flag from Saul and, you know, he just mentioned, you know, some uh, desire to keep it in the neighborhood, keep it, you know, kind of in, in the prep family. Right. But um, I think he also saw a lot of leadership qualities in you. So curious, what was that like being selected as a site queue? And then in your experience as a site queue, you feel like you grew as a, a leader throughout that or. Yeah, I was, I mean, first of all, I was honored. Because I had only been posting, I think, for less than six months when Saul asked me, and so it was it was an incredible honor. It was also humbling to know that like there were so many guys out there that he could have chosen from, and kind of saw something in me. Uh, but then, you know, full disclosure, full disclosure, like selfishly, I wanted it too. <laughs> you know, I uh, I'm the kind of person that is very Type A, so um, you know, when I came in F3. Uh, I said, I want to, I want to be one of those guys. I want to be one of the psychics at some point. And, and Golden Spike made the most sense for me because it's so close to my house. It's my first post. It's my, my favorite home. Um, so it was kind of a, a perfect mix where Saul saw something in me, but I also kind of saw something in that site and, and wanted to take that, that role from him. So when he, he sent me a text, I, I was a very quick yes. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to like talk about it? <laughs> I'm like, nope, nope, we're good. Um, I think my only hang up uh, was that I, I can't always go to coffee on Fridays. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that was okay with, with Taylor and everybody else, if that's an expectation. Uh, I'm not much of a pre-runner. I told myself when I started being a site queue, I was like, I'm going to pre-run every Friday. And I think I did like fine. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we travel a lot. So um, in the summers, we, we go to Okaboji. And so I, I said, is it a big deal if you're, if you're not there? I said, no, you know, running the site doesn't mean you're physically there every single day. So if you're not there, you got somebody else bringing the shovel flag and kind of handling the business and, and registering FMGs. So, um, so I, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I wanted to do some new things. So I, like on social media, uh, I really got involved in kind of really trying to hype up the next person that was going to leave and started doing these little mystery pictures or GIFs. Yeah. Got on. So that's been fun. And I tried to diversify as much as I could. I remember one of my goals was to have a, a uh, BQ once a month. Um, Cause I, because I was a former teacher and I kind of said, Hey, as a former teacher, I'd love to have got like this be a place that really embraces BQs and gets guys to do something the first time. 
uh, even if they're hesitant or scared, like I'll do it with you, I'll cook you with it. But then so many guys reached out about queuing that I had like the first four months filled. <laughs> so, so like, I don't think I actually had, I maybe had two or three VQs the whole year. Um, so that, that goal didn't really get realized, but um, I think, I think what I'm proud of is I don't think I had anybody queue more than three times over the year. I think Cheap Seats was my, uh, my most popular. He did it three times. Uh, but he, like me, is a guy that will just go on the queue schedule and look at open dates. And add, yeah. But, and, and then, uh, but then sometimes it comes back to bite you because, like, you'll put your name in and you, you'll get a call from a guy that's queuing, you know, the site queue for the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Now I got two queues that week. That's fine. Whatever. I'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, I've gotten in trouble that, with that before, too. I put my name in sometime and the site queue didn't text me. It's like, actually, I already have something for that day. I just haven't entered it yet. <laughs> okay, no worries. Nice. So I got to stop doing that. Yeah. What do you what do you think it is about uh, what draws you to that aspect of queuing workouts? Because I, I love it too, but curious from your perspective, why do you enjoy leading leading workouts so much? Uh, for me, it scratches an itch that uh, that I have. So I I coached football and baseball for eleven years uh, when I first out of college uh, when I was teaching at prep, and then left to be an athletic director. So I wasn't coaching. I didn't have a classroom. Um, so kind of just that natural, like, hey, everybody, listen up. This is what we're going to do no. um, is an itch for me to scratch. So uh, I really enjoy planning workouts. Um, the more and more you do, uh, finding ideas for COTs is, is the challenge. Um, and it's it's almost like you kind of walk through life and maybe read something or hear something. And then I have like a notes thing on my phone. Yeah. I'll be like, yep, I'll put a quote in. Like, I'm going to use this as a COT at some point. Uh, so I got a few in there now I got in, that I could use in a couple of weeks. Awesome. But it, it just, I, I like that idea of just kind of being more aware of, hey, what's a good lesson? Yeah. If I took a lesson from something, maybe I can share that with the guys in a COT down the road. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I've got a notebook that I <laughs> keep all the future COTs in. What about being a psych How How was that? Do you feel like, um, did that give you a chance to just be be available for guys as maybe they were going through uh, difficult times or just through, throughout the pandemic or um, how was that experience? I think the best thing is that it broadened my scope of who I knew. Mm. Um, and so I, you know, it's a way to put a lot more guys' numbers in your phone, which is a really simple logistical thing. But, um, you know, guys that would message me on Slack or text me out of the blue and say, hey, this is so-and-so, I'd love to queue a gold spy. Um, and it gave me the chance to kind of identify guys and say, hey, I'd love to have you at gold spy sometime. Um, so it, it really brought, just brought the scope of who I knew. Yeah, that's awesome. Helped me get beyond just like, showing up to a workout and knowing four or five guys and kind of hanging with them. And so I, I would always, it was always great to have it, uh, FNGs, obviously, but when, especially like Sarpy guys would make their way over or guys that live kind of closer to downtown, come out on a Friday, um, being in charge of posting the back blast and kind of double checking, make sure we had everybody accounted for and learning names. Uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. Good. Well, that's good. You know, I, I think the other um, question I would have for you about being a psych is how did you uh, how'd you land on UPA as your uh, successor? What was that process like? Well, kind of similar to how I ended up. Um, and I think UPA, since he joined, uh, has been accelerating quickly. Um, he's hilarious. He's creative. 
he's energetic at B-Towns. Um, he, like me, went through a, an injury where he wasn't able to do everything fully. I died a high ankle sprain uh, right before I took the shovel flag. Um, so he's just a guy that I think kind of stood out as, this guy's going to be a leader for us. Um, and, I, and I think I was fighting Doppler for him because uh, I think I think he was also looking at top rope. Uh, but he was, he was a guy that proximity-wise was pretty close to Golden Spike. Uh, and I identified as a person that could take it over and, and make it better. Uh, yeah. Train on the tracks, but uh, accelerate it. So, and he's done a great job of that. He, he was a guy that kind of stepped up for me at different times. Um, after, like after my baby was born, he was queuing on, on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. He ended up just holding the shovel flags for me for a few weeks and kind of being in charge. And uh, it just, it was natural and it was easy. Um, I think he's a guy, I said it when I gave him the flag, you know, it just doesn't just embody the three Fs, but it kind of embodies some of the informal things we say, like F3 is recess for Roman. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to work out. He's going to have fun. And if you're in his group, you're going to have fun. Yeah. I love that. What, um, any advice that you would have for other site cues or we've, we've asked, uh, also the question about F, F and G advice. So a new guy shows up, what do we, how do we keep them engaged? Any advice you would have for, for the packs there? Uh, well, I think advice for site cues is don't put too much pressure on yourself. Uh, always have a, uh, a workout in your back pocket, uh, just in case your, your cue uh, for sex, but, uh, fortunately that didn't happen to me. Um, for new guys, have an open mind. Uh, don't be turned away by whatever name you get because eventually you're going to love it and that's coming from Mother Goose. Um, and just embrace the second and third. Don't make, a, don't make your decision on F3 until you've had a chance to go to a couple of coffees, until you have a chance to go to a first Friday lunch or a home day happy hour, uh, until you've had a chance to do a service opportunity if you're just basing it off the workout, then you're kind of missing the point. Yeah. I talked to a guy that I was trying to age, and he's like, you know, I, I, I running around doing push-ups isn't really my thing. I was like, well, first of all, we do more than that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not about the workout. Like, it's if, you know, if you're doing CrossFit or if you're lifting weights at the gym every day, great. Uh, if, if you still feel whole doing that, good for you. I'm jealous of you for that. Uh, but for me, F3 feels so much larger reward than that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, you know, I'm curious if um, any other elements of your your story, or you know, I, I don't know if you've figured out the the secret sauce or what um, what is it about F3 that that makes it whole or that keeps you coming back. Um, and it, I don't know if for you, a lot of guys say it's the relationships, right? But I don't know. If you, what what is it for you? Would you say? Uh, you know, actually, I'd probably echo and steal the, the sentiment of Vandalay's COT on Sunday. Uh, he was talking about his experience in a fraternity in college, and even though it, it brought a lot with it, a lot of shenanigans, um, it led him to find a group of men that um, he could rely on, that he could lean on, that challenged him. And he said he would look at them and kind of realize, wow, academically, service-wise, these are guys that are, are challenging me. Kind of like a rising tide raises all boats. Like just being associated with this group makes me better, makes mm -hmm. me want to be better. Uh, and I think it's that desire that matters more than actually making changes. I think it's the desire to make the change. And so being around F3 guys, especially like the respect guys and looking at them and 
saying that's what I want to be like that, mm -hmm. like that person. Um, I want to be like him when I hear him talk about his children, when I hear him talk about his wife. Um, so I think it's just like uh, growth through association. Um, just being with these men inspires me. Um, and it's fun to see a be at a workout where you got a 68 year old and an 18 year old. And, um, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drove to the workout. Um, everyone is on the same level at that time. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really, truly, hopefully how the world should be. Yeah. Open to all men. It, it's the glue. It yeah. Just keeps back. yeah. I, I love that, man. And you're, you're spot on. I think that's um, a really good summary. I would, I would echo that. I do, you know, we've tried to create some space too here uh, within the cast. If guys see you out in the gloom, uh, anything we could be praying for you about or encouraging you on or anything you need there? Uh, well, I went through a pretty rough month. Um, the, uh, the car accident that killed the young woman from Michelle really was uh, crushing me. Uh, she was, well, killed her and her brother. Um, and she was a soccer player and cross country runner for Michelle. She was one of my favorites. I just love that kid. Mm. It just so happened that I learned of her death on a Sunday. I was queuing the next day at the district. Uh, I almost called Dirty Bird and, and canceled. I'm glad I didn't because it was exactly where I needed to be at the time. Uh, but after that one, I, I think I took about two and a half weeks off. Uh, I was in a big funk. Uh, my wife was out of town. She, she went on a girl's trip to Mexico, so I, I couldn't post for those days. And I tend to take sadness and go to alcohol. Mm. So I was drinking too much and that kind of just carried over to when she got back um, where every day I'd say, hey, tomorrow morning I'm going to F3 and then the alarm would go off and I'd fart sack. So I guess there's prayers for me in terms of trying to maintain consistency and discipline. Yeah. I've been doing the 75 hard challenge I think I've tried it and failed it like seven or eight times now. Um, but just like with F3, modify if necessary. So uh, for me, it's not completely no alcohol for 75 days. It's trying to teach myself to drink in moderation. Yeah. And part of that's just to save my marriage and a better husband uh, and a better father. So I guess prayers for me in that regard. Uh, I had some prayers answered this week. I was uh, praying aloud for a buddy of mine that. Uh, had a mass removed from the skin that could have been cancerous and I came back all good, no cancer. So nice. He's posting with me on those days that I prayed for him. Prayers uh, were successful. So that was very good. But I, my own mental health experience has made me far more empathetic to teenagers. I've worked in schools for going on 16 years. And when you hear about kids with anxiety or kids that have panic, it, it, without actually knowing what it feels like. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to, to understand. So just pray for anybody struggling with mental health, especially, especially teenagers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we got uh, Mental Health Suicide Awareness Month uh, kind of coming up here um, this fall. So I think we'll, we'll be sure to do some, some things around that. I know, um, and, and it's for, it's everybody, right? I mean, I think you, you think about the mental battle of just um, not even just the pandemic, but, you know, every, everybody's got something uh, going on. So I, I love the just the awareness there. Um, and thanks for sharing that. You know, I think, uh, 
I, I love, and you mentioned it earlier, when you hear another man who you view as a leader, just be vulnerable uh, and just be who they are. I think that um, that's a, that creates a lot of glue uh, as well, right? I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people identify with with your story. So thanks for your time and just for coming and, and being yourself. Uh, I love it. So uh, I'll, I'll take us out in Namorama. Sound okay to you? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Brandon Plehardy, 36, The Plague. The Plague. Kevin Van Winkle, 38, Mother Goose. Mother Goose. And is it a honk? Uh, honk, honk. Yeah, yeah that's usually honk. what's up. <laughs> nice. I yeah, appreciate you sharing uh, your